Book One, Chapter Eleven of the Mermaid. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. The Mermaid by Lily Dougal. Chapter Eleven: Years of Discretion. Caius Simpson took ship and crossed the sea. The influence of the beautiful face remained with him. That which had come to him was the new birth of mind, not spirit, which by the grace of God comes to many an individual, but is more clearly recognized and recorded when it comes in the life of nations. The opening of the inward eye to the meaning and joy of all things that the outward senses have heretofore perceived as not perceiving them. The art of the old world claimed him as her own as beauty on land and sea had already done the enjoyment of music and pictures became all important to him at first because he searched in them for the soul he had seen in the sea maid's eyes caius was of noble birth because by inheritance and training he was the slave of righteousness for this reason he could not neglect his work although it had not a first place in his heart as he was industrious he did not fail in it because it was not the thing he loved best he did not markedly succeed it was too late to change his profession and he found in himself no such decided aptitude for anything else as should make him know that this or that would have been preferable but he knew now that the genius of the physician was not his that to do his work because it was duty and to attain the respectable success which circumstance rather than mental preeminence gives was all that he could hope this saddened him all his ambition revived under the smarting consciousness of inferiority to his more talented companions the pleasures of his life came to him through his receptive faculties and in the consciousness of having seen the wider vision and being in consequence a nobler man but all this which was so much to him for a year or two grew to be a less strong sensation than that of disappointment in the fact that he could only so meagerly fulfill his father's ideal and his own there came a sense of dishonesty too in having used the old man's money chiefly in acquiring those mental graces which his father could neither comprehend nor value three years passed gradually the memory of his love for the sea maid had grown indistinct and more or less unconscious that this love had been the door to the more wealthy gardens of his mind he inclined to despise it now as he despised the elegy he had written for the child who was drowned it was his own passion he was inclined to forget and despise the sea maid herself was remembered and respected and wondered at and disbelieved in and believed in as of old but that which remains in the mind never spoken of never used as a cause of activity of either thought or action recedes into the latent rather than the active portion of the memory once just once in the first year of his foreign life he had told to a friend the history of that his one and only love story the result had not been satisfactory his companion was quite sure that caius had been the subject of an artful trick and he did not fail to suggest that the woman had wanted modesty 
nothing he observed was more common than for men who were in love to attribute mental and physical charms to women who were in reality vulgar and blatant caius feeling that he could advance no argument refused to discuss the subject it was months before he had the same liking for this friend and it was a sign that what the other called the sea myth was losing its power over him when he returned to this friendship caius did not make many friends it was not his nature to do so and though constant to the few that he had he did not keep up any very lively intercourse it was partly because of this notable failure in social duty that when he at last decided that the work of preparation must be considered at an end and the active work of life begun no opening immediately revealed itself to his inquiring gaze two vacant positions in his native country he heard of and coveted and before he returned he gathered such testimonials as he could and sent them in advance offering himself as a candidate when he landed in canada he went at once to his first college to beg in person that the influence of his former teachers might be used on his behalf the three years that had passed without correspondence had made a difference in the attitude of those who could help him many of his friends also were dispersed gone from the place he waited in montreal until he heard that he was not the accepted candidate for the better of the two positions and that the other post would not be filled till the early spring caius went home again he observed that his parents looked older the leaves were gone from the trees the days were short and the earth was cold the sea between the little island and the red sandstone cliff was utterly lonely caius walked by its side sometimes but there was no mermaid there end of chapter eleven